This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers from The Book of Azrael and The Throne of Broken Gods. There are also conversations surrounding grief and death of a sibling. everybody, and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing The Throne of Broken Gods, book two in the Gods and Monsters series by Amber Nicole. And for this episode, we're welcoming back a special guest. Please welcome back to the podcast, Amber Nicole, to discuss book two. Welcome back, Amber. Welcome. Hi, uh, my name's Amber B. Nicole, and I'm sorry for the emotional trauma. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of it. There's a lot of it, Amber. That you are responsible for tears, for laughter, for joy, and for a beautiful exploration of female rage and grief. Uh, thank you for this. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for guys for having me again. It's nice to be back. I feel like we're just going to jump into it because this episode is it. going to be full of spoilers. Like, we essentially pick up right where we left off. Maybe mm-hmm. there's like a couple days. De- like, at what point did you, when you finished book one, were you like, I need to keep writing book two? Um, so fun fact, your girl is crazy because I say this when I was finishing book one, I had already started book two. and was doing some stuff on it because when I was making like marketing and stuff for book one to go out, I kept finding videos that I'm like, wow, this is really Diana in book two. And I'm like, Amber, wait, finish, get all the book one stuff out before you do this. So I'd already started it. Um, same thing with like the rest of the series where I'm doing book three now, but I've already started book four and like a little bit of five and I'm like, girl, calm down. <laughs> so you have the crazy like murder map on yeah, your wall, wall. be like, okay, but we want all these ideas, but this is for five and this it's is a conspiracy <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, that's how I do. <laughs> That's amazing. That's absolutely incredible. Uh, Building from that, uh, since you are working on multiple things at once, uh, what is the the process for that? Do you have just like a, oh my gosh, like this needs to go down in book four right now and you drop everything and do that? How does that work for you? So um, two things to that. One, as of right now, like, because I've told people before that I want the series to be like six to seven books. And I didn't know if seven was going to be like the novella kind of thing, or if that's like a full length novel as well, too. We'll kind of see. But I know every big major event that happens per book and like how to lead up to it. Um, filling in, of course, is going to is the other part that kind of takes a little bit because you have those little gaps you fill in. But um, yeah, it just like I have an outline. I have notes on everything. Um, and then sometimes when I'm writing a part in like say hypothetically book three and I'm thinking okay this plays a role in book four well I have 
that in my head now, let me just go start that so I don't lose it. Um, because there has been a point before, um, where like, I'm like, okay, I know what I want to write here. I know the momentum I have. I'll come back to it later. And then I get to that part and I'm like, what was that cool line I said? So I just never want to make that mistake again. <laughs> so I just immediately, um, I don't necessarily have to go into my computer and do that, but on my notes app and stuff, I'll go in and I'll be like, okay, um, chapter four, this happens, do this dialogue and I save it for later. Excellent. Would you consider yourself a, a planter? Yeah, I'm a little bit of a potter and a panster. So definitely in between, um, for sure. With the combination of the two, I get like that when I, it's usually when I'm writing papers or something. It's like, I really mm-hmm. like that one line, but I need to word vomit that line and then go ahead and like integrate it into like, like I'll, I'll remember that I'll figure out where to put it later, but it's so strong. So the fact that, I mean, then everybody has their phones on them. So you have to be like, yeah. you know, those crazy, like, car thoughts or like shower you're like i got it i gotta put this on i'll do a voice memo um but jumping right into that so i always want to go back to the beginning because there's so much going on between sam keel and diana Mm -hmm. and like diana is just unapologetically the entire book Mm -hmm. in her feminine rage Mm -hmm. where like we know that your favorite you love Catherine Pierce mm-hmm. and you have put it out there um, mm-hmm. on socials that you're like, what would, you know, it's unapologetically her mm-hmm. and she doesn't lose her powers. I mean, she does, but she never really mm-hmm. does. Like, um, and yeah. I say she, I'm not talking about Catherine. I'm talking about Diana. Yeah. You knew that her powers never left. Mm-hmm. You were like, they're suppressed. Like yeah. what was, was that part of, I don't know, like, what was the inspiration behind that? Because we, you, I know you don't like when a female loses her powers. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I made all those videos. <laughs> and, 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 I, and we, that's such a, a trope that we hate as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was like that approach. And you were like, but they never really left. Like, mm-hmm. wait, was that part of your inspiration that they're, they're never really gone? And I know. So I know I love Catherine Pearson. I've said it before that, that that's Diana. And to a T she is. But and also at the same time, she's not just for the fact that she wouldn't like, you know, get like Catherine would is only team Catherine. Diana is like, I loved, uh, you know, I love Sam Keel. I love Gabby. So to me, she's always been a mix of Damon Salvatore and Catherine Pierce because Damon and Elena give the same kind of vibes as like Sam Keel and like Diana in a way, because like, you know, she would do anything for him, even if he's going to be mad about it, but he's going to be alive. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of, the back and forth. And I, and like I said, from the beginning, like I really just wanted a morally gray female character that could do this stuff that the same morally gray male characters do. Um, granted, will everybody love that? No. Granted, will most people? And yeah, you know, and, and, and that's the thing that I love about the people who love Diana so much. Um, but back to your question. So for her losing her powers, like you said, I don't like that trope. Um, just because it's like, I feel like you get all this, you have this stuff and it's like, why do you have to lose it? Like, you know, there's other ways to make it, you know, something else. And when I was writing this book, as you guys can see, Diana's like full grief, full rage in her mode. There was no way that she was going to be working with Sam Kill or be around him without, you know, having like a little bit of her like full steam, I guess you could say, not there. Uh, and I was like, you know, she's going to lose these because she suppresses them because like grief, like depression, like anything like that. You can have these moments where you just don't feel anything. And like she buried those powers slash feelings when she thought that she like failed her sister again. And so 
they're always there. You see it on the beach. You see it in the mirror when she like does her like fake out thing, you know, like you see it when they're like together. Um, but it was just a way that he's like, I'm helping you. And she like, is like, fine, I guess. Now I can fly away the whole time she probably could have, you know? So it was just nice. It was like, a, it was a good twist. And I think it worked really well for where he took her and like this home and this place he, you know, built for her kind of thing. This found family that you have given us, Amber, we're still talking about writing a little bit. Tell me about all of these different POVs, how, like the approach to that, getting into the, the, the mind of all of these different characters. It was incredible. Uh, how I, I asked this, uh, how do you, <laughs> how do you write men so well? Like the women, you're, you're like the women, you're just hitting out of the park, but also the men are such excellent characters too. You're just like nailing it on all fronts. Tell us about it so i always wanted it to be multiple pov i know in the first book i really wanted just focus on diana and sam keel especially with all the secrets that like Caden has and everybody else has and stuff so i didn't want that one to you know divert from it with book two i was like finally i can open this world you can see everybody and i loved it because they each have their own personality and this was a trick i learned in my like writing group before I ever published the book and stuff is like when you make characters, you want them to have their likes, their dislikes, their pros, their cons, like their flaws to make them fleshed out. And so it's like Cameron, while he's the funny one and the one that like makes people laugh, like he still has things that he hides himself or, you know, he has more of an addictive personality, you know what I mean? Um, and then like Xavier where like, um, you know, he, is guess kind of like that blanket for Cameron in a way where it's like, you know, okay, we can do this, but like, I'm going to keep you safe as well. And like, but he's also the one that's just more open to accepting people, you know, whereas Vincent is not, uh, <laughs> um, like, so it was nice that, you know, to have them all finally together, but I really did have like an outline for them by themselves to show like, past history like say um, Imogen for a reason like you know like her past history um what she's good at what she's not good at what she likes she dislikes and stuff um and it was just fun to showcase but I really think just writing guys is just I don't know I grew up I've always had like a bunch of friends when it comes to male female like they're in sports they're out of sports and stuff so I think it's just all like lived experiences and stuff I never feel like I'm getting it 100% right but at the same time I know I'm like a little bit closer because um, sometimes guys are just gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it, yeah. it came across effortless, effortless with writing all the characters. Like, you know, you, you, when you have multiple POVs, obviously can be hard, but also because you have yeah. so many different people reading it, we all tend to be like, oh, you like the like the male MC, but my favorite, M, you know, my favorite male character is this other person. Like everybody's yeah. <laughs> going to gravitate to a certain person, and I, like even when it came to the spice, you didn't mm -hmm. you the way you edged us, Amber. Like I know. I'm not even sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> don't not. Be, don't have to because the first scene we get, you're like okay, and then the second one, you're like, like it might okay. not it might not be Sam Keel and Diana, but still okay. Yeah, like you're, <laughs> so, you're into it because you're already you are already into these characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, um, that was definitely fun. Logan's chapter when it opened, like after, you know, he gets Nebra uh, and everything and it opens up to them just like going at it. I got so many messages like, well, I wasn't expecting this, but I'm happy. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I think everything's sweet. And I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense. They haven't seen each other for so, so long. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It makes complete sense. Um, Amber, what was writing that spice like? Uh, because I ask solely because book one mm-hmm. is very like low level spice. Book yeah. two is like, wha-bam, thank you, ma'am. So and it just keeps going for the rest of the series, you know? Uh- <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Love um, it. Love it. So I've always wanted, well, first there was always going to be spice in the books regardless. Um, and this goes back to like my pre-writing days um, in regards to the editor that I have now, like me and her have always had these conversations when it comes to writing um, and like the stuff I used to write right before like with book one I didn't want to add too much because I really wanted to build this enemies to lovers and make them have this bond before they're ever actually like super intimate even though they were a little intimate and then book two it just explores that relationship um so with spice in general how I like to write it um and like I said how I've talked to my editor and like people before it's like you really want to engage all the senses so you know even if it's like a rough, quick, like pounding or whatever, like it's still, there's an emotion behind it. Like say with Cameron and Eliana, like, you know, they're using each other, you know, they're using each other, but you still get the emotions from it. And then like with Diana and Sam Keel, their first time, even though it's like, you know, great for them. um, It's still like that love and passion that they haven't been able to say. So you want to show that and they show it physically, you know what I mean? Um, so it really just derives back into that, um, which is fun. And that's why I like writing those scenes, though, too, because it's like you build these characters and you show just another form of intimacy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> and then, like, it's even it's even translated from when um, – because it's not always about and – it, and it's said, like – through every single POV, everybody, yeah. you know, everybody knows Diana is in love with, I keep wanting to say Liam, even though it's Sam Keel, but <laughs> like, that's how he's in the hole for the, for the first bug. Um, and then Sam Keel is in love with Diana, but nobody is saying everything, like, and, but they, everybody acknowledges it. But then at the same time, everybody is also like, giving them a hard time about like oh my yeah. gosh, you fucked her once or you fucked each other. And everyone's like, no, like, they just had to keep fighting and be like, we've never fucked. This has nothing to do with it. So Uh it's just, I love that they, they fell in love with each other for who they are and kind of what they've gone through and what they've shared through. And it Mm -hmm. was like, what was one of the lines that Sam Keel uses? He's like, I've seen you at your best and I've also seen you at your your worst. worst. And I want every single part of it. Like Mm -hmm. the amount of one liners that, cinnamon roll says i'm like highlight 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 (laughs) no he's um and that's what i wanted for diana because of course we're only on book two you guys get of course more history and past stuff throughout the series so you really like i know everything about her you guys don't yet you know what i mean and so like i really wanted that person in her life where you know she doesn't have to be anything but who she is and she's loved for it um even if she doesn't realize that she's loved for it at the time, you know what I mean? Um, And that's kind of what he was for her. And it's kind of what I wish everyone had, like, you know, when she's going through this grief or this pain and stuff, like you always want to have that shoulder you can lean on um, that one, you know, immovable force that's not going to give up on you. And uh, I really wanted that for her, especially after everything, you know, Um, and that's kind of what he is, even, (laughs) even though he's headstrong and, you know, still self-righteous a little bit, still egotistical, like he would die for this girl. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, I I just wanted her to have some peace because I know I just put my characters through it. (laughs) 
Well, and she even says that in like one in one of their scenes. She was like, "Tell me this, tell me that." Like I say, one of their scenes, like one of their spicy scenes, yeah. where she's like, and even her internal thoughts were like, "I feel so stupid," but like this is what I need because of yeah. the shit that she's gone through for the last thousand years of with mm-hmm. Kaden and like the the mental torture and the psychological mm-hmm. torture that she's mm-hmm. kind of put herself through. I mean, there's so many different aspects of mental health that is approached in this book. Yeah, I feel like as as women, though, we can attest to like having that one relationship before where you have to beg for everything, you know, and that's Caden for her, um, even if Caden loves her in his own way. But like that was Caden for her, like beg for dates or like time together or anything like that. And then you have Sam Kill who shows up and just gives this freely. And so she's not used to it and she's still trying to like work through it. So, yeah, like, you know, even in their intimate scenes, like she needs to know that she's wanted and needed and stuff, even if. You know, the other world, like the other world looks at her and just like, oh, yeah, Diana, she's hot stuff, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, but she doesn't feel that, you know? And so she gets that from him. And his friends kind of support her with that, too. He's yeah. like, just just ask him. He will literally bend over backwards. I mean, even yeah. I, he goes, Camilla, like, I need you to transfigure me, be, transfigure yeah. into me because mm-hmm. like. I have a date. I have a yeah, date. And he's like, what is a date? And Logan's like, oh, my gosh, I forgot yeah. if you haven't like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Talk to anybody for a thousand years. Yeah. Like you gotta court her and she's trying to court you guys. Yeah. He's like, wait, what do I do? And also the with that too, with the whole date thing, which was fun, it's like Sam Kill's also this king. He's had like think of like a spoiled kid who's had everything since he's born. Like he doesn't have to go on dates. People are throwing themselves at him because they want to be like either queen or like seen with him, like that popularity. So he doesn't do that. And so like with Diana, it's like, wait, I want to do something nice for her. Logan. You know everything. You tell me. <laughs> like you're married. You tell me. And his relationship with Logan, again, like you, you've written all these characters that you're invested in, not just the, the main characters, but everybody else too. Yeah. Like the, the relationships, the friendships that are, like Laura was saying about the found family, like sometimes people tell and don't show found family, but uh-huh. you really, you had this beautiful mixture of both because the concept was so different to Diana and mm-hmm. it was shown through actions. Like it didn't have yeah. to say, like it wasn't drilled in. Like they, they truly did get along and it was like, well, mm-hmm. you know, and you also are going to fight every, you're going to bound to have, yeah. be bound to have arguments. You've known each other for like yeah. over 2000 years. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's bound to happen. Um, and that was the thing. That was another big thing with writing the series in general. Like I knew whatever I took from her, I was going to give back just in a different way. So like she loses this family. Well, that she thinks is her family. And then like, of course, Gabby, she loses Gabby. And then, you know, she gets that in something else. So like, you know, she thought Drake was her friend. Well, not really. Cameron's going to be more of your friend, you know? And like, she thinks, I don't know, she loses her sister, Gabby. And then she gains like two more, like the thing that never said, she's like, well, now you have two more. And like, you know, she gets that kind of back and we all know how Diana is when it comes to people she loves. So good luck to anybody who hurts them. <laughs> you, you could even say that like technically Diana would lose uh, Gabby twice. The second time being when she finds out that she's like not her actual like blood sister, yeah. but mm-hmm. the going back to the found family that we are just praising you for, it is said that like, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like you mm-hmm. choose your found family, like blood doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. it, it, it is up to you. And just because like she wasn't your blood sister does not make her any less your sister. And it is l- like the love that is there. And mm-hmm. that is just so lovely. I don't have siblings, um, but I imagine that bond being so incredibly special 
special. And Amber, you made me cry when um, we are reunited. I say reunited with Gabby, mm-hmm. um, Diana, and they have and they have their moment when Gabby mm-hmm. is just like, "Are you done? Like, yeah. are, are you done?" <laughs> Literally, like, like she's enough. like, "I don't have time for this." <laughs> yeah, it it was amazing because it, it it really was just like this this amazing sister dynamic where Diana is like, "I'm telling you, like." everything that has just been crushing me about about this entire situation it's like mm-hmm, okay okay wrap it up yep that's true siblings true siblings like i'm here for you and i love you but you're come on put it get it together so <laughs> uh no that was one of the moments too that i liked that um i think i made my editor cry on that one i definitely made everyone and my editor cry on the letter that gabby left her um but yeah the reunited scene um at the end was something i'd planned um, from the beginning, um, like way back in book, uh, one, just because that would be like her final, like, I have peace now, even though I'm going to miss you, I'll still grieve, but it's like, I got to like say goodbye, I guess in a way, you know? Well, and through that grief, another thing, like I, I, we can't stop praising you about book two. I mean, just the series in general, but the way grief is depicted and how much we respect you for it, because it's not like, there's a switch that all of a sudden Mm-mm. grief is over. It is a yeah. constant battle. It's a constant circle. You're going to have some high days, some low days, and it's also not a complete circle. It's not like you go mm-hmm. through the stages and then it's over. Yeah. And the way that's translated in the book, like, you, you know, you, you'll have the high, you have high days and you have low days. And mm-hmm. just because Sam Keel caught her coming through the portal, that doesn't mean it's the fix all. Now she's fine. Like, yeah. It's through the whole thing that I, I just you did such a wonderful job um, that I I feel like I don't have the right words to depict how beautiful it was portrayed and that I just wanted to give you that uh, you. that praise. It's it could not have been easy. Did the, no. when you wrote this? Did you like you had to have been crying, right? <laughs> Most of it was yes, and it's also like they talk about writing being cathartic because I've lost a lot of people in my life. Um, which everyone has, you know what I mean? Um, and so this was just another way to express that grief. So book two, while it is kind of heavier on themes and stuff is special to me. and will always be special to me uh, because it's like, I got to go through my grief again with Diana, except, you know, I can't wield fire and that's fine. Good for the world. Um, <laughs> but um, it was something that had to be depicted how it was. I knew going in that the people that loved her in book one would still love her in this one because they would feel for her because they've been through like, you know, either similar situations or just can, you know, tell by what's going to happen. And so with book two, it was just, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be easy and definitely wasn't going to be wrapped up. Like, you know, Sam Keel's going to kiss her and then like magically we're healed. Um, but um, I, I don't know. I, I, I definitely like how it turned out for sure. Um, and like I said, him being that support for her, because even though he can't fix it, like that party says, like I, all the power in the world I have, I can't heal a broken heart. And she was just, you know, like, that's just kind of what she needed to hear and have him there regardless, you know? So thanks. I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have more, more to give. So, uh, you know, <laughs> brace yourself. Uh, we we're talking about big themes. Let's talk about the theme of betrayal. Let's talk about Vincent. Uh, mm-hmm. This this little thread that you wove here of Vincent and his betrayal, beautifully done, absolutely epic. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it it 
you know, it's right here for us. Uh, it's like, hello, these, these signals, these spikes, they're going yeah. to other worlds. And it's like, uh, nah, we don't, we don't got, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 crazy. He's nah. just looking for stuff. Look yeah. at this thing over here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I've been doing it since the beginning because Vincent was in charge all the way back in Book of Asriel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's been, you know, taking and giving information as he sees fit. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time. Fantastic. Um, I will confess to you that what my second favorite character in this whole series so far in these two books uh, is Reggie. Reggie is my, oh my second God. favorite I'm so character. I love him. <laughs> I love him. His favorite too. And I was just so, because I told someone in my spoiler group um, where I was like, there's a character in book two that comes in that I love so much and they're like who um and it was Reggie it was the fate I just love him (laughs) I love him so much it's just like you get betrayal you get betrayal you get betrayal but also secret loyalty but also maybe not but also everything like I love it I love him so much I love that he's uh like sassy and I love that he interferes I love his backstory I love the lying and the double crossing it was Mm -hmm. fantastic uh and I and I also love the like genuine care that he has for Diana and, 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 you know, for the, like, you know, the, the overarching plot and everything too. Uh, mm-hmm. What, what was it like writing a character? So uh, just kind of like all over the place. Um, I, so I had to be careful with Reggie because he's a fate. Yes. He sees like past, present and future. So sometimes with the hints I wanted to give, like I knew I, they could not make sense, but then kind of make sense um, because he's seeing a multitude of things at one time. So that kind of made it a little easier, but I really wanted him to be, which is, you guys know me. So, you know, this will be funny. I really wanted him to be kind of like the Giles of like the gang. You know what I mean? like the one that like you know because you know Buffy goes and like I can come to you for this blah blah and like you know has that love for this family that even Reggie's a part of and stuff now and so it's like um he just was gonna be always like the wise one that can come with the questions because he will know more than Sam Keel because he's been around since forever um and so like I just really liked that like aspect of it and that's kind of like my inspiration going in it was like okay this is this works this is cool um but yeah uh, i love it and i love him and diana's like relationship and stuff um because he does generally care and you'll find out more about that later but like he does generally care so um he was fun and i like that like you were saying like his relationship with diana it, it was funny because he was what did he tell Sam Keel? He's like, he, she, she's happy to hear the, the answers from me. You're a little bit too close to home. So you're, she's not going to, she's not going to look to you for the same questions that she wants to ask. And I mean, and that's yeah. true so often that we like, we're willing to get feedback and criticism if we, I don't want to say like the person, but if we hear what we think we want to hear and not from the people, you know, you're not going to ask somebody a question if you're not going to yeah. like the answer you're going to get mm-hmm. from the person that you trust and like. You're like, oh, I'm going to ask this other third party-ish person. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and it makes it a little bit, I guess, easier because it's, I don't know, I feel like Diana wouldn't come to Sam Keel about Sam Keel problems. And so, like, she had this other person there for it. Um, and he also, you know, Reggie also sees through, like, her bullshit. So it works as well, too. He's just like, yeah, well, anyways, I know you're still in love with him and you're grieving. So, like, maybe chill a little. <laughs> like, 
do you have to do this? And Gabby says that in the letter to her too. And she's like, P.S. I know you be nice to him. Uh-huh. And I like I love that callback too. That's what I was telling you guys. Like you'll pick up things from book one and like book two. And it was literally a callback when they're on the phone or when she's talking to her, like, be nice to Liam, you know, and she's just like, Oh gosh, <laughs> you know. So it was it was fun. It was fun. Gabby knows her sister. I want to talk about uh the absolutely fantastic section of the book where Diana is in her in her custom built palace and Mm -hmm. she and she is going through the healing journey and Mm -hmm. that healing journey has like so many facets it you know Mm -hmm. you're outdoors you're hiking you're keeping busy but you're also rotting in bed and crying you're Mm -hmm. also you know you're staring into space but you you want to be alone and you don't want to be alone Mm -hmm. that that entire section of the book was just so beautifully written and so delicately handled but also uh, the the comic relief on there too with like Cameron mm-hmm. coming in like oh my god she's so dirty like we're all gonna get fired oh my god yeah. like we gotta get her back like oh <laughs> yeah. what is what is happening just like um I I love that and I love how slowly the isolation is like breached right because like Sam Keel gets in there and then it's like hey do you want to have a sleepover it's like mm-hmm. it it's it is Diana slowly building this this other this other family right. And yeah. this this sisterhood that is not a replacement sisterhood, but is just like a different sisterhood. And of course, yeah. you know, we, we love that here. We love that here. Um, how important was it uh, to take Diana from this uh, previous like found family of just like very manipulative men and giving mm-hmm. her a wonderful uh, found family of women and men that mm-hmm. are understanding and want to spend time with her and just so vastly different. I knew, like I said, I knew from the beginning, I wanted to like give her an actual like family, not the ones that she's come from uh, that kind of, you know, like she needed that structure in her life, like everything else. And like, uh, I can't say that. That's too much of a spoiler. But like she needed <laughs> that structure and stuff in her life. You know what I mean? Uh, and like you get this, like she gets this great love when it comes to Sam Keel. And I was like, okay, well, like, you know, and then she has like these sisters, like you said, who don't replace Gabby. But it is just another part of her life. Like how we have a multitude of friends, like not one friend replaces another one. You love them differently um, kind of thing. So that was important. And then also it was kind of back to what um, Jess said earlier where when it comes to grief, you come in these cycles. And so like, I wanted to show those cycles while she's in this castle because she doesn't, she quote unquote, doesn't have her powers. So she's experiencing all these things. And it's like, I'm mad at Sam Keel because I care about him. And like, I don't want to. Um, and then also don't leave me, but like, don't come close to me. Like, you know what I mean? She's going through all of it. And then, um, you know, like I said, Reggie kind of came in clutch there too. When he was telling him, he was like, maybe, you know, just, you know, give her a family back, whatever, whatever. And then so it's like, okay, idea. <clears throat> Why don't you hang out with them? And then that loosens her up. And then, you know, the beach day loosens her up as well, too. So it's slowly breaking the shell. And um, and that's kind of what I wanted to showcase. Um, not only is she breaking through, but at the same time, those powers are resurfacing because she's becoming more of herself and, like, I guess, less guilty, you would say, um, when it comes to all of it. So... It was just, it was fun. And I I definitely told people before, like, you'll notice in the book, like, part one is way different than, like, part two of the book. Are you any good at volleyball? Um, I, they wanted me to be on a volleyball team when I was in high school, but I think I switched up and went to, like, to track for, like, a little bit. 
Um, but no. No. It's because I'm tall. It's because I'm tall. It's not because I'm good at it. I feel like it would have to be cathartic to like spike the ball. Yeah. Like I love, I love when they were just like, you know what? Like Logan has a bad knee and like, I know never was like, I I love him. They're like, and he doesn't want to talk about it. And then like Imogen's like men in their pride. I'm like, exactly. And she's like, Uh we're going to use it against. I was like, I love my husband, but we can take him out of the knee. (laughs) Like we want to win. And then you see Diana kind of changing that scene too. Cause she was like, she sees they're about to lose. And she was like, no, like this is important to like never an image. And like, we're going to freaking win. Mm-hmm. And that's when her power kind of like slips out again, because it's back to that kind of protective nature of her. Um, so I don't know. I, I love that because like you see what do you guys see it, especially too, like, so you've been here from the beginning, but yes, Diana is like my Damon or Catherine, you know, but at the same time, it all comes from love. You know what I mean? So she gets these powers back or she's slowly getting her powers back when she realizes, you know, like, well, I want to do this for this and I want to do this for this reason kind of thing. So, well, and Sam Keel even says he's like, oh, to be loved by Diana. Like mm-hmm. she, yeah, she, like she loves so hard. And yep. I like she keeps the people she loves so close to her and she keeps a small circle. And I think a lot mm. of people do, but like when she loves, she loves so fiercely and mm. he call it like, and he says it like, and, and I love that that's even a conversation. What he says to her face is also like what he talks about with his, like his, his friends, you know, I don't want to yeah. say behind her back, but he's very much like, if this was you and if like you had lost me or you had lost your wife or if, if it was anybody you're mm-hmm. going to sit here and tell me that you want to be acting the same exact way. Who are you yep. to pass d- judgment? And I think it was, I think it was Logan at maybe I could be confusing it at one point who he mentions, he was like, she, he goes, what I, what I would do for my wife is exactly what, um, what Diana is going through. It's a different type of love, but at its core, at its foundation, mm-hmm. it is love. And I yeah, think, that was Logan. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just, once Sam Keel also like like put that into perspective and Logan like Logan right off the bat he's ride or die with Sam Keel love it he's like no questions yeah. I got you yeah I got your back dude when when you when I don't want to say spin but when you explain it like that everybody was like oh oh we we shouldn't pass judgment we would mm-hmm. absolutely be acting mm-hmm. the way that Diana was and I think that yeah. was the whole shift of the hand when they were like points were made points were points made, were made. <laughs> yeah. I would also protect my family. Would I have done it, you know, at this gratuitous level as she has? Probably not. Um, but at the same time, like I would, you know, go to war for them kind of thing. And yeah, Logan, Logan, ride or die for sure. He legit was just like, listen, I got your back. I understand what she's going through, but you know, we'll try to save her. And that was another thing too. You know, Imogen comes into the picture and everyone was kind of like, Oh, it's the X. Like it's going to be like, you know, cat fight kind of thing. And I'm like, no, cause you know, Imogen's character, she's just not like that. And they were never in love. It was just like, well, we're both kind of like, I guess this could be fun for right now. We're both kind of like doing battles and going to war. What's the harm, you know? And you have Imogen at a point too, when they're going to like rescue or like that final, like save Diana thing where she's like, this is important to you. We love you. So we're going to help get her back for you kind of thing. And I think a lot of readers are like, wow, okay, maybe I like Imogen too. <laughs> well, and I think I, I think 
you know, she and you, you see Diana's internal dialogue where she, you know, Imogen's like, can I sit with you guys? Like, it's so intimidating to ask anybody like, hey, can I hang out? Like, even as adults, like that doesn't get old. And here they are, like thousands of years old. And they're like, and, she, and Diana's even saying like, oh, that's right. I did kind of almost kill her so I can totally get the reluctancy. But um, yeah. when it comes to like <laughs> girls night sleepover, Imogen's like, Let's talk about the giant elephant in the room. Let's clear the air right away. I need you to know this. And like, I am not a threat. <laughs> yeah. Like, please, I am not a th- And like, it, it, I, I just love that that was kind of like nipped in the bud right away. Yeah. And I wanted it to be because I didn't, that was not the focal point of her coming back. You know what I mean? Um, and it wasn't something that's going to get in between them. Sam Kill has a lot of exes. Um, Imogen is not the bad one. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and I love that, like, and even Diana, she's like, realistically, logic, I understand. You're over a thousand years old. You have lovers, like thousands. Yeah, yeah. I get it. She's like, but that doesn't mean I don't want to kill every single person yeah. you've ever been with before me. Yeah, he's like, exactly. you want to kill the people I used to sleep with? You're so cute. I know. He's just like so into it. And he's like, um, are you jealous? I'm into this. What? Um, but yeah, that was another thing, um, especially when it comes to them. Like I said, we can do spoilers here, but them being like Amada, them being mates and stuff. Um, even before it was announced, like when you have like this mate, especially in the world that I created, like you do have that like protectiveness or jealousy or something like that. Cause it's like, it's mine. No one can touch it kind of thing. Like I'm going to protect it. And they were not aware of that um until like later on but you can kind of see it even in book one like he's already protecting her and he's like i don't know why i'm doing this or like vice versa and they're just like wait we don't like each other like what's happening so all the crumbs were there i was and i even texted laura i was like this this is what it is right here here. and it was like so early but you see it with like the hesitation when like sam kill is talking to logan to be like she's my and then there would be like dot 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 even though Uh i feel like or i've never felt like this before Uh and then logan (laughs) i was like oh highlight um like even logan is explaining his relation uh his relationship to diana with his wife and he was like we were fighting in the kitchen and i put my hand and she was like so close to the burner and i guess she was going to put her hand down yeah, and he goes even when we were in our argument i immediately put my hand under her hand to like catch it even the because like i have this like it's innate, instinctive yeah, yeah to mm-hmm. protect and that's exactly what sam keel is for and they're like i don't know why and the reader is yeah, like no, no. we know we know yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's why, too, I wanted to throw everyone off a little bit, especially with Diana on her rampage, because, like, they do fight because they're back to enemies, and, like, she stabs them on the boat, and people are like, why would she hurt him? And I was like, technically, it wasn't a mortal wound. She did not hit any major arteries. I've already hinted that she knows where they all are because Gabby was, like, a nurse kind of thing. And so, like, this was just her way of, like, trying to push him away, but at the same time still showing that, you know, evilness of her. But it was also fun on the shipwreck scene because you see that happen, but then this water rushes in or this metal piece comes flying and she immediately jumps on him to save him. I'm like, innate. It just they can't help it. Yeah, and he was like, I saw it, I saw it. She protected me. And he's like going to all his bros and he's like, she protected me. (laughs) (laughs) She also like dragged me up on the beach, even though I can't drown, but like she cares. Just like, you know, the things you do. It's like, yeah. it was so, it's yeah. so good. I love acts, like, acts, acts of service. Acts of service. <laughs> yeah. Um, which it was funny. Someone pointed that out too with the whole, um, that in the middle part of the book where it's like, I'm going to piss her off because he knows that jealousy, like him, 
they're very jealous. He's like, if you can say these things about Imogen. And even me writing those things, I just want you to know that even me, I was like, please stop. This is, you love Diana, you know? But like, even me writing those, I felt that way. But um, like, that was just another way to see, like, I know you're still in there and I know you still care. You can't fake it, you know? Well, and the friends even started partaking it too. Like, oh, you know, has he, you know, did you oh. see him on the fifth floor with that, like, whatever the, the yeah, one of the Lydia, people with yeah, Lydia, Lydia at the council? And she's like, who's Lydia? And they were like, pay up. And she's like, I hate <laughs> your boat. I hate, yeah. she's like, they were just like in on it too. It was so fun. It was just everybody was trying to take bets to be like, what's going to break her first? Cause yeah. Sam Kill yeah. was like, I'm not letting up. Like, I don't know what y'all think, but like, this is yeah. not, not going to happen. <laughs> Um, and then, like, the next two chapters, when she's like, yeah, and who's Lydia? He's like, who the fuck is Lydia? <laughs> that she was like, oh, I know what they did. She was so yeah. mad. She's, like, mad that she fell for yeah. <laughs> Um, So that was always, that was fun for me, because it's like, even though you physically see her say or do these things, you still catch her slipping up the whole time. And when she's like, no, I don't care, but who's this bitch? You know, like writing scenes like this and even like the, like how often in this book did you feel like you weren't writing the book the characters were writing like they were like you were like i don't know what my fingers are doing this is just them like they're i'm just um, it happened a few times and it ha- it still happens now with the book three because like i'll like rough draft something and then i'll go back to fix it and i'm like wait I'm, I'm changing this dialogue because it flows better but how they react you know what i mean um but no it was fun with that when we get to like the more the flirty banter and them going back and forth because it's like some of it did change because it's like no sam q would be quick to like react in this part or etc um but it was just fun. Like I caught myself so many times laughing. Um, one of my favorite scenes actually about that, that I like to write was when she's like seducing him, I guess the way, cause they go to the ice skating rink and she's asking me all these personal questions. And he's like, what are you asking me for? And she's like, no reason. And I'm just like, you fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> no Ontario motives. What do you mean? And then she goes to the house and she was like, just kidding. I lied. Yeah. Here's my ulterior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's another scene I was planning too, because it's like the hand keeps showing up and she's like, all right, I got to take him somewhere where no one knows because I don't want you guys just barging in like you did. And then all the girls, like, I love another thing. Like, I love all the girls were in on it. They were like, this is what you need. We're going to hook you up. It's going to be, it's going to be so good. And then (laughs) when the rest of the hand, they were like, wait, where's Sam Kill? Like, we haven't seen anybody and everyone's like, and so she's just like what do you mean logan don't look at me what are you talking about i didn't but then I they didn't asked reggie this. and reggie was like your king is with his queen yeah. <laughs> they're like, uh, like anyways uh, i know reggie <laughs> reggie listen reggie has seen like the end of world like 50 times so he's like guys all right moving on come on we got stuff to do <laughs> like they're together I love him so much. I love him so much. Uh, we're bringing up the house, which is excellent because I want to talk about the, the lock on the room in the house. I want to talk about all of this, this, this imagery we have. Uh, this was fantastic, especially like we, we know what we know. We see what we see. Uh, Mm -hmm. I loved all of this, this little, it's like a little mantra, a little mantra that she has mm-hmm. that she kind of repeats to herself. And then in certain moments, that lock rattles, that lock fades. Mm-hmm. That was my, that was my favorite one. Uh, the lock fades. Uh, this 
containment that she has created here and this guilt that we talked about a little bit earlier mm-hmm. um, and this the suppression of power and the releasing and, and all of this is so wonderful. And you talked about um, writing this being a little bit cathartic, cathartic mm-hmm. for the reader. Let me tell you. I'm so glad. Uh, yeah, this this was so emotional and just so fantastic to finally like experience. Uh, what was this like writing for you? Were you just like I? Because this imagery, I just cannot get over this imagery. Um, did you have this? Like you were always going to put this room? Yes. Yes. So actually, at one point it was an apartment. It was like Gabby's like first apartment, but I didn't like the placement of it or where it was, especially for what I knew was going to happen and stuff and etc. So I moved it to like their first house because I feel like two things. One, um, which you guys can attest to, it could be a childhood home that is always personal to you or like means a lot to you. I mean, like I know I have that when like all of my family were like together and stuff and it's just like a core memory and it's happy. Um, so I always wanted that aspect of it. And the second is just like I said, with me experiencing any type of grief or depression or anxiety, like everyone has it. It's something we should all talk about. Um, if we're comfortable, not pressuring anyone, but like I've experienced all that stuff. And I know for a fact that there's sometimes when something traumatic or bad happens, like you kind of shut down or you lock it away. And I just wanted that more like in, a fantasy setting. So Diana has his emotions. She's a supernatural immortal being, but when she shuts down or locks it away, she physically does that in her mind to this house that meant a lot to her with her sister, you know? And so you do see in the thing where like they're painting because it's like something that they first like made their house and like you see their family's initials and then you see the hallway and there's multiple doors in the hallway. Um, but the main one is where she locks like that love for him back because like she just can't deal with it right now. She feels guilty. Um, and then you saw the other door where it's like kind of like her psyche in a way that can kind of see where events are going. You know, like she had that bad dream in there and like she saw like Sam kill on this slate. So like it's all still in her mind, just like the I guess, I don't know if metaphysical is the right word, um, kind of um, like structure of it. You know what I mean? So instead of it just being like, I thought I locked this up, you literally see the house. She locked it up kind of. Amazing. Absolutely incredible. I need, I need to talk about, I need <laughs> to talk about um, secret, secret fathers, secret fathers, yes. And fathers keeping secrets and secret, secret brothers keeping secrets. Everyone's keeping secret, secrets. Secret, secret, secrets. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's so many secrets and we're only on book two. Uh, um, it's great. Uh, it's great for the whole family. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The whole, the whole family, the whole family. Uh, this, this entire backside of your book is breathtaking, right? Show-stopping, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> shocking, to say the least. Twist after twist, yes. <laughs> yes, twist after twist. I need to tell you this. I love that you did the thing. I love when the thing, whatever the threat is, happens, mm-hmm. and it happened. Like, bam, realms are open. Let's go. Bang, bang. Yep. I That's love it. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. Like, let's deal with the thing that everyone was threatening. So with. worried about. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Uh, and while we deal with that terrible thing, hey, let's strip away your found family. And, you know, so you get to see let's mind control them. And let's also stick you with brothers and and an old enemy. Uh, fantastic. 
my question for you is, um, Diana, Diana is like, you know, uh, if, if you are going to say that I'm a villain, then I'm going to be a good one. If I'm going to be a monster, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a good one. All of these things. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, we have, uh, our, our actual, our actual like big bad. I say yes. that not, not knowing the rest of the series, but like in book two, we have the reveal of our big bad being a spoiler. This is Nismera. Uh, how, how did we, this was shocking. Like, I know that there's like, I know that there's crumbs. I love that I got you guys. I was so worried everyone was going to know because I, so how my brain works is I know everything. So I just assume everybody <laughs> else knows everything. And I'm like, Amber, no, people can't read your minds. Um, and so it was shocking. And I was so glad that no one picked up on it until like the very end. So that made me happy. Um, but she was there from like, like she's always been the big bad. And like, even in book one, like I would mention her, bring up her name or something. And I'm thinking, just putting the threat out there. Um, but um, yeah, it was something that was fun for me. Like I said, I told you guys before, like I take a lot of like inspiration and stuff from Buffy. Like that was my OG. That's what I grew up on. And every season of Buffy had like a big bad. And I felt kind of like within my series, just starting out, like, you know, book one was Caden, book two is kind of Diana. Then book three and onward, like we're dealing with like Miss Mira and stuff, you know? Um, and that was always kind of my, thought process going in (laughs) I remember sending my editor like the like rough outline and she's like oh crap (laughs) I'm like yeah she's not dead um she's still alive (laughs) I could never be an editor because I'd be like what you like I would just be like I would I would have to I I would have to take like how do you I don't know like I I could never be an editor I'd take the fangirl out of it how do you not fangirl but I guess that's like also the excitement you want that person in your corner to be like yeah this is it this is it um no i love my editor um she's still fangirl she's still she's uh i'm getting tongue-tied now but like talking to her um you know i'll call her with like different ideas and not different ideas like plot changing but i'm like i'm um x y and z is gonna do this you think it still works for the plot she's like oh perfect you know uh and she still gets excited or giddy or like she's like oh i really like this this is so good or, you know, she's like, oh, my God, this kind of hurts my feelings or she'll cry. Like, it's just nice to get those reactions before, like, I give it to you guys. So I'm like, all right, this is we're, we're about to make some people happy or mad. Well, I feel like you tease us, too, when you're posting on your socials, like screenshots with your editor. And it's just like mean yes. conversations. <laughs> yes, it's literally us. Um, no, she's great. Um, and it's funny just to, like, brainstorm and go off um ideas and stuff because like i said all the books all the main big stuff is there it's just when you're going in between and filling in like the gaps and stuff you know well let me tell you about a little part that stressed me out and i don't think you intended this maybe you did uh when sam keel is 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 asking about uh you know where where were you um to logan's wife i cannot uh, never, 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 never. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's like, I got to write it down in my notebook. I was like, Oh, what are we, what are we making a paper trail for? And then, it, and then, <laughs> right, right. Like, what are we, what are we doing this for? And then, and then we got Ellie, right. We got Ellie writing everything down in her notebook. I was like, again, what are we doing? <laughs> the paper trail. What are we doing? What are we doing? And then when Cameron shows up, like, I got it. I was like, I fucking knew it. 
Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, that was unintentionally stressed me out. So, um, you know, thank you for that. My heart rate. I, I like that part, though, because when Cameron's like, I got a notebook and Xavier's like, no, you did not. What did you do? And what he's like, I'm not willing to I'm willing to do anything for, to help our cause. And he's like, yeah, like that's kind of like the catalyst for a lot of the things that are oh, going yeah, on. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, really, the catalyst could technically be Diana to be like. When are you guys going to talk about whatever this is? And mm-hmm. Sam Keel, even like when things are in a better place with them, she says it to him and he's like, yeah, it's another elephant in the room we don't talk about, but <laughs> we, we about. all know we about all know. it. <laughs> Everyone knows, just no one says it. They're like, they'll figure it out in their own time, yeah. maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> that was definitely a, a shift. And at first, like I said, we talked spoilers, but at first I, I assumed everyone would think, oh, he's just mad, whatever. But that was also kind of a final nail for Xavier as well. He's like, okay, he's never going to like choose me. So I guess since I'm with this one guy and like we're dating and like he's asking me to marry him, like, why not? I, I can't keep waiting, you know, for you kind of thing, which was another emotional moment. Oh my God. I totally had Taylor Swift the what is it enchanted playing when they're really? on the bridge yes i'm a swifty first of all guys so yeah it was a big deal and like cause i love cameron and xavier they have you know their relationship it's it's something um <laughs> um but yeah it was kind of like a final nail in the coffin because he's like okay well one he Cameron didn't tell him that he's even like remotely with her and he's like why did you mention it because you knew it was gonna like hurt my feelings and piss me off kind of thing um even if you know they don't mean anything to each other like Eliana and Cameron and stuff but I think that was just a wake-up call for Cameron as well too he's like wait you're really like leaving this time like okay (laughs) so yeah Sorry about that. No, <laughs> I feel, no, I feel like you're just going to keep, and I'm sorry about this yeah, part, sorry, and I'm sorry and about I'm sorry. this part, because, like, I, I found myself, like, I, I was not expecting to be um, as emotional as I was. Like, even if you take the grief, the, like, the grief part out of it, when yeah. there's the Logan reunion, and then they mm-hmm. step up to help, um, to help Diana get out oh, of, yes. yeah, like, I was just like, this is a lot. I don't know. Like, this is a lot. That was, my, but, like, that was one so of my favorite good. parts, too. That was, uh, you know, she's like, wait, I'm not alone, even though we've been telling you. Um, <laughs> and she was like, even after everything and, the, uh, you know, in the hands, mm-hmm. even like, oh, yeah, you've been around like shitty, quote unquote, friends, friends. like shitty people. Like, duh, <laughs> this is really weird. Yeah, he's you. like, I forgot that you don't know people actually care about others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was also just a turning point, not only for the family aspect of it, but for like, I guess the working aspect of it as well, too, because like the hand is like Sam kills Kingsguard, you know, and Logan even says, like, I see why he's obsessed with her. Like, I see why he loves her and not like in a way that he like feels that for her, of course, but like he just sees the admiration that he has for her because like they are the same, like similar, like, you know, that would be like, I get it. That's our queen. We get it. We will. They were stand so for her. kneeling, but they were like. Yep, that I, I thought it was he wanted an equal. Well, here you go. <laughs> yeah. He begged for one. You got him. And then they um, were like sharing their story. They were like, Oh, I, I, I killed somebody from the inside once too. I never want to do it again. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that was yeah. excellent. He was, he was so proud. He like when they're walking and stuff, and she's like, Why are you looking at me like that? He was just so proud. He was like, You did that? And she's like, Yeah, duh. Like it's hard. Like, what is it from <laughs> like it's hard or something? <laughs> what like it's hard? <laughs> 
Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Let's talk about Caden. I (laughs) absolutely love that he answers to Nismera. I absolutely Mm -hmm. love it. I love that she's like, you know what? Like, what the fuck is all of this? I wanted Mm -hmm. this, this, and this. Did you give me this? She's like, but you Mm -hmm. told me to do this. And she's like, you know. Yeah. I love I love it. I love the the dynamic that's kind of there. I love these brother reveals. Mm-hmm. Uh this is a show-stopping event at the end of the book, obviously, uh mm-hmm. with Sa- Sam Keel and we have all of these reveals. How how did you how did you do this? I <laughs> like I I was just like what next like what mm-hmm. could possibly happen next uh because everything is open like we have we have diana she comes we have this confrontation everyone's like takes a step back everyone's looking at kate like hey 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 yeah. about this um fantastic fantastic stuff here uh faded mates mm-hmm. we we love we love this trope we love the power that faded mates gives us um mm-hmm. ca- can you can you kind of tell us we have we have Caden as the like very antithesis of love and then we have uh Sam Keel which is just like absolutely everything we have Diana willing to do whatever it takes and mm-hmm. we have this this threat now these these three figures th- this mm-hmm. threat um i am terrified should I be? <laughs> yes. Yes? Yes. Um, Nismira is terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> so. Okay. I okay. feel like that should be, like, you know, in the forward of the book where it was like, this is for yeah. the reader. This That's just mm-hmm. going to be going forward for mm-hmm. for, for, for all the readers. I'm sorry. Like, just everything. Yeah. For all the readers, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys also know I'm a big Marvel girly, so, like, I like those, like, Avenger-level threats, you know? Like, I grew up watching those movies and stuff, so it's always something I want to do. Not, like, the multiverse. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But, like, you have those opening scenes, like, when Thanos, like, walked through that portal. Like, that's the kind of feeling I wanted when Nismira showed up, you know what I mean? Because it's just like, oh, I thought this evil destruction goddess was you know, RIP, JK, she's not, Um, but go back. I'm going to go back to a few things you said. So the first thing was, is Caden. Like you said, the different kind of love. I just want it to be known that Caden does love her in his own way. We don't know, like, well, you guys don't know, uh, like how he's grown up, things he's been through. Like, think of his love. I said this on a different podcast, too. Think of his love. His love is like the ugly versions of it, where it's like the obsessive, the compulsive, the have to have, possess, own you type of love. And then you see Sam Kill's love that's pure and, like, gives her this space and let, allows her to grow, but is also still protective um, and wants, like, what's best for her and stuff. So you have love, but on two very different dynamics i guess you could two very like structures i guess um and so it's still there even if it's not something that's good for her you know what i mean um and so a lot of his actions regardless of what we saw like a little bit of his past like you saw that like maybe you know his mind wanted to change or he wanted to do this or like like you said he wants to do everything to keep her and um it just is not something that's plausible even though like she doesn't like belong to him uh, <laughs> and so you have that aspect of it which i thought was cool um, and then, like you said, with the big reveals, yeah, you find out that not only does Sam kill, you know, it's Kate and his brother, but like he has his sister and another brother and he's just shocked because all of these secrets and lies were kept from him and they were kept for a reason. 
that of course you guys will find out later, but it just turns into something completely different. And I wanted that like family dynamic of it, I guess, in a way, you know what I mean? Where, um, I'm trying to word this without doing anything, but like, um, like I wanted this family dynamic. It was like, you know, you thought you were like the strongest, the whatever. And it turns out like your whole life, even though you were like King and this prodigy kind of has been a lie. Um, and we find out how he deals with that later on. And you find out more about the brothers and stuff. Um, because Caden does have a potential love. He does love Isaiah. He does love Nismira. Um, and you get more villain aspects of it. You know what I mean? Um, and that was always a big thing for me as well, too. So, yeah, it's just, it's it's a lot. Uh, and it's so fun, <laughs> she says. She says watching everyone cry and rave <laughs> and, and have all these emotions about it. Would you think that Caden would consider himself toxic um or does he not is he just doesn't have that self-awareness i don't think he thinks like that um and so i think you know he could recognize cues as like you know maybe this is something that you know not everyone does but it has to be something that's learned because take for example um i'm trying to think of an analogy of some sort but it's like if you have this one view and how you see the world, um, especially when it comes to love or whatever. And Caden is a type where in a way similar to Diana, where like they hold onto things with their bare claws, you know what I mean? To keep. And so for him, that's just like how his form of love is, even though that's not good. Um, so I don't know if he would ever see himself as toxic. Like he just identifies like, that's just how I, like I can't change how I feel kind of thing. Um, but he is, <laughs> he's very toxic. Um, he's also that very harsh line when we're talking about villain or like morally gray, where it's like, you know, he loves Diana. He does not care about anything else like around her kind of thing. So like, you know, he killed her sister, you know, like he would eliminate anything near her to have her kind of thing. Um, and he doesn't see that as bad, even though he should, <laughs> even though he might need to, um, so yeah, it's it's very it's very very different. Um, well, he even says in he even says like a, uh, he says a line or I, I know I'm paraphrasing where he's like, yeah, I know I did this thing. He's not apologetic about you know obviously killing mm-hmm. Gabby, but he's like. But you know what? It's it's fine. We're going yeah. to I'll I'll make an I'll I'll do enough of these other things that she'll forget it and I'll do like all all yeah, time. Yeah, we'll have like thousands of years. Yeah, it's fine. And Diana like comes up like you know later She's at like, the you're psychotic. <laughs> yes, and it, Diana says at the end of the book she's like are you fucking insane? Yes. Like if you do, you did this to my sister, you're going to do this to Sam Keel. She's like that is not love, you crazy asshole. Yeah. And like, and that's the thing with building his character or any character when we're talking about this, like I have a lot of immortal beings. They're not all going to think as humans think, you know what I mean? And so that was another way to showcase that because like in his mind, he's like, give or take a thousand years or more, we'll be together. Like you'll, this, this ache or pain will dull. Like you're just mad right now. You'll be fine kind of thing. And it's not how she works. Like I said, we're doing spoilers, but the same thing, how his brain works when it comes to Gabby, Gabby to him, is not her real sister. Like even though, you know, Sam Kill makes that point none, like blood does not matter, like that's your sister, you love her. To Caden, he's like, You are this freaking celestial, like future queen from like Azriel's line. Why are you worried about a mortal? 
You know what I mean? Like that's how he views it. So he's like, chill out. You know, like he's just like, you'll, you'll be fine. Um, and so, like I said, it's very different. It's a very different way of thinking when you talked about like the two brothers, very, very different. Well, and you, you kind of like bring me to my, my last question, (laughs) my last question for you, Amber, Amber, Nicole, uh, as you were writing Diana going through her female rage and her kind of just like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm going to take everyone that touched Gabby out because you know what they, they knew, they knew, and I am consistent and fulfill my promises. So like, let's go. Mm -hmm. Uh, was there any point during her rampage where you were writing it and you were like, "Mm, maybe this, maybe this is not not, a little far. Maybe it's a little far. Maybe it's a little far. Um, no. And I'll tell you why. And (laughs) this sounds so precise, but I'd said it before in the beginning of our little podcast, like, when it comes to the reactions, when a male character does something to a female character does something, it's very drastic. It's very different. And I knew that I would get some, I guess not necessarily backlash, but like I knew some people would just not vibe with it, not deal with it and stuff because of how she acts. But like I told Jess earlier, like I really did, you know, take kind of like that Damon Salvatore when it comes to reactions and put that in a female form because if you look at it, you know, Diana may have done something that goes too far and someone doesn't like her, but then you have Damon on like the vampire diaries who like kills Elena's ex or does all this stuff. Cause she hurt his feelings and people are like, uh, a swoon and take me to bed now kind of thing. So no, I wasn't going to dull Diana down or make her any less vengeful or, uh, angry or upset because she's allowed those emotions just because she's female does not dictate that she can't experience or express them the same way that like maybe popular male counterparts can, you know what I mean? We're, they're all morally gray. They're all villainous in a way. Um, and so I really wanted to stay true to that. And she still stays true to that regardless of the series. Like that's just her character. Like she's never going to be that she's never going to be softer, I guess. Well, I won't say that because I don't want you guys to go in thinking that she's just like ripping heads off stuff. But like, but as she should though too. Like yeah, there were times like, every time she was killing somebody, I was like, there there would be times before like I think it was like with Drake or with Eve, like anybody where I was like, you know what he should do? She should kill, and then she'd be walking out yeah. with a head, and I was like, yes, that's exactly yeah, what. Like there yes. was no, there was not one point where I was like, mm, maybe she, like for me personally. So yeah. when you're saying like, oh, some people might read it, I was like, what people? Let me talk yeah. to them because they're wrong. <laughs> it's just different. And like every, like I said, reading subjective are subjective. So even these characters will be subjective, but I just know there's like a very double standard when it comes to what a male character can do and get away with and what a female character can do and get away with. And I'm okay pushing that boundary and I'm okay at testing that. Cause I'm not going to change her. Um, and like I said, yes, she may get softer because like, you know, Sam kill and like, she loves him and she has a capability of love, but she's still Diana. She's still protective of the one she loves. She still will like raise the world for, and you're going to kind of need that when you're coming up against people, people, when you're coming up against like this goddess, like this Mira or like, you know, Kate and Isaiah or any other like things out in these other realms that she's never experienced. Like you're going to need that cutthroatness, you know? Um, so yeah, it's still like book three is so fun. <laughs> I say that even though I made you guys cry too, but it's so fun because you get these other layers you're exploring. I think the testament of a like, a good book is evoking emotions. And I think mm-hmm. that's such, you do that so beautifully in, in the, and we're only in book two. That's, yeah. that's the exciting part. We have and so I, much. <laughs> you're like, this is still just the beginning. So Jess, I know that you wanted to ask Amber a question about 
where we oh. uh bigger you mean bigger picture bigger, <laughs> bigger picture, picture. Okay. so bigger picture. um my thing reading this the, the, the entire time i was like mm-hmm. i can see this i can not only can i see this and visually and you know i know there's there are people who say like oh what do you mean you read and you don't just see words like you can envision mm-hmm. the whole thing um mm-hmm. is there a point and, and you know maybe the conversations are already happening i don't know but do you see that for yourself with this series um of having that screen adaptation or is that even something that um, you want or you're like you know what like nothing can justify and do it justice the way i have envisioned it I feel like that's every like author or writer's dream for sure. I mean, I definitely would love that. But like you said, I, I wish they would just pay their actors and writers more <laughs> right now. Um, so that's my stance on it. But no, I mean, that would be cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to have something like that in the future. Um, I think it would be hilarious to see um, Diana's actual rage on screen. And people are like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. She didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That was like my big thing because I was like, I, I, I need this to be bought right away. <laughs> so. I need to buy it. Um, I just need, you know, equal and fair pay. Yeah. And then hopefully. And no AI like making the script for you. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's jump on that train, too. No AI in art whatsoever. Um, and, yeah, like, so hopefully maybe conversations and stuff like that will happen in the future after, um, you know, people are treated how they should be. Well, the future, the future, Amber, tell us about the future. You can tease us as much as you can. You're the queen of edging here. Um, <laughs> what can you tell us about either book three or or the series? Just anything safe that you can tell us. Um, so I told this already in my spoiler page, so it's not like a spoiler for anybody else. But I feel like book two for sure was the heaviest of this series. Um, and that just going into like themes and tones and stuff we dealt with. Um, now that's not me not saying that you won't cry with other books um, and so forth like that, but it won't be as heavy as book two was like, there was a lot of stuff we had to go through for our little Diana um, for her to kind of heal and, you know, come into this power that she's going to come into kind of thing. Um, So, yeah. And I feel like you guys will definitely enjoy book three. There's been a lot of moments where I've laughed and stuff too. So it's going to be kind of a, different change um do you feel like you laughed more writing book three so far i feel like i've had more fun writing book three i wouldn't say laughing because there's still a lot of stuff we have to get through but definitely some uh more fun um definitely more intrigue um you will probably meet a few new characters um as well like i said we open these realms guys there's a lot going on back there that we were not aware of before um so yeah and then you still have our little I, cliffhangers a little pot twists and stuff like that but i always said from the beginning that book one's cliffhanger was like the worst one um <laughs> with gabby um i thought book twos was a little bit easier i feel like book threes will be something where you're just like what the fuck <laughs> kind of happened so um yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun, guys. So much fun. Do you have a tentative? Can you share with us like a tentative, even like no. season? Because now, congratulations! I don't know if we recorded it at the beginning of the podcast. You are a full time author. I am. It's so strange. I'm just like, what do I do? What is that from Talladega Nights? What do I do with my hand? <laughs> uh, that's kind of how I feel. But no, it's great. I've been writing and stuff, and it's easier, especially on my brain, because they don't have to go 
you know, like, okay, stop this cool spite scene I'm doing and go straight to work for 12 hours. So definitely nice. But the tentative, this is not a, like an actual date date, but the tentative release is going to be uh, spring 2024. Oh, so that's kind of consistent with the last couple, the couple, the last few years. That's nice. Yeah. So like, you know, I try to keep, try to keep them together. Um, but yeah, so, um, which isn't, I mean, spring by itself is only, I mean, we're not dealing with like a two year wait, but I know everyone's excited and there's, they have ants, they want answers. So are you going to be, well, is there going to be an audiobook option for book two in the future? Like we, yes. were so, so, okay. Ruthie's my audiobook narrator. Love her to pieces. She's like, she saved my life. Uh, so she's going to be doing two and three and onward and stuff. Oh. So the biggest thing is just, you know, we, of course we have to work, with the schedule and stuff like that. So like, you know, she'll record that one and have it out and it'll be great. Um, I can't wait. I always <laughs> tell her when I'm writing something, I'll message her a text and be like, so you're going to be making a lot of grunting noises in this book. That was unexpected. <laughs> have fun oh my goodness you tickled you tickled me you got me and she did so well on book one too we heard and we were like Mm -hmm. oh my god this is like and and she she made me cry i'm like wait i wrote this yeah and she was like and i know that um both you and her had like like shared each other's like you know in the studio kind of thing and then you're like you know like behind the scenes and then like the final product you're like i knew it was good but like it's always a nice surprise when you're like, I didn't yeah. think it could get better and it gets better. Yeah, no, she, she really did amazing. I loved it so much. Um, cause she sent me the part where it wasn't even like the sad Gabby part at the end. It was just her and Gabby having their first, well, not first, but their argument in the apartment and stuff. And I was like, Ruthie, Oh my God, I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, she did fantastic. I absolutely adore her. And I can't wait to see how she does, uh, with throne of broken gods too. That's so exciting. Everything that you're saying is just absolutely fantastic. And it's just so exciting. Oh my gosh. Cause it's like, it's happening, right? It's like, it's yeah. all, it's all happening. And mm-hmm. that, that has to be for you just so satisfying, right? Are you just like, like, yes. Yes. I am very happy. Um, I love all my readers. I tell them that all the time anyways, if I'm making like a post or a thread, but it's like to find, you know, people who love, these characters as much as you and who follow along with them. It's just, it's just a blessing. Um, and then like guys like you as well, like, you know, people who have been here since day one and still supportive and like, we're doing this stuff and like, you guys are growing huge too. Um, and it's just, it's just so nice. So I really do appreciate it. And I really do enjoy it for sure. Where can everyone find you dates, anything, anything you've got going? Tell us. So I'm way more active on Instagram. It's just Amber V Nicole. Um, I do have a TikTok. I post videos and like, you know, fun trends and stuff there, but I'm definitely more active on Instagram. Um, and then also the Facebook spoiler page. Usually I try to like check in and stuff in between writing. And we'll link all that in our show notes yeah. too. Like we do with all of our stuff. Perfect. Um, other than that, the next event I have would be a polycon next year. If I have any more pop up. I, I was going to ask, are you Excellent. doing like more pop up? Like, do you, um, I think we're trying to do at least two a year. I'm not sure. Um, but I know for sure we're doing a polycon and then I know they're looking for one more and talking about it. So I'll kind of find out when they kind of want like find out, you know, um, but definitely a polycon. And let and obviously let us know so we can go ahead and keep posting about it too. 
Excellent. So, so you've got a polycon and, and maybe something else, something spectacular. Who knows? We are all excited. And, uh, you know, we are here for you, Amber. You know this. Uh, we are mm-hmm. always here for you to come on and talk about anything that you want to. Always, you have an open invitation. We adore you. This has been so amazing. Thank you so much, Amber, for taking the time. We love you. Oh, we appreciate you. And you you, you really have uh, created something very special here. So thank you for that as well. And as Amber mentioned, please make sure you're checking her out on all of her socials. We'll make sure that's all in our show notes as well. And please make sure you check us out on Instagram. We're at Akafe Podcast. And we're also both on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye.